So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm Terry Lin here with my co-host Travis Marziani and today we're going to talk about uh, locations around the world for e-commerce entrepreneurs. So Travis, what's going on, man? Well, one really cool thing is I'm trying to organize an e-commerce house in Los Angeles. and I, I know Terry's the maybe, so it might be me, Terry, uh, a guy Garrett from the Masterminds and maybe one or two other people I've been talking to, we'd all basically get a house together and obviously get to interact, uh, have fun socially, but we'd all have similar goals of trying to take our e-commerce store and, and make it into a bigger thing. And I think it'd be really, it'd be better than a mastermind. It's like a permanent mastermind where you get to hang out with like-minded people. So if anybody would be interested and it, once again, it's going to be in Los Angeles, send me an email at Travis at buildmyonlinestore.com. I'm really trying to organize this and get people that I think would mesh well together. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, because the thing is you can live with people that are working corporate jobs, but it's just more productive to live with people that kind of are doing the same thing. And so one thing we had brainstormed earlier was kind of having a studio in the house. So if everyone needs to record like a video, do like a podcast or something like that, we ideally have a space for that and things like that. So and then you have like barbecues, people come over, we do like, you know, weekend workshops, things like that. Uh, all that Terry's stuff. idea was, yeah, every week we could do like a Sunday barbecue and just kind of have like a Sunday kick it mastermind where we can kind of spitball ideas. But also, I think there's something really powerful and it's like, man, I'm, I'm working on this AdWords right now. Hey, guys, what do you think? Should I do this and this? And you have four or five other people there. They can say, oh, you know, I've tried that before. Uh, don't do this. Do this other thing. So I, I don't know. I think every aspect of it would be really cool. So Travis, you're also looking to hire someone kind of on a part-time basis too, right? Yeah, something I really want to do, and uh, people that have listened to the show for a while know I have virtual assistants, but I'd really like to hire someone, you know, probably like nine, ten dollars an hour. So nothing insanely paying insanely a lot of money, but hire someone to do a lot of the tasks that I'm currently doing and basically teach them along the way. So it kind of be like a paid internship type thing. So if anybody's interested in doing that, send me an email, uh, Travis at buildmyonlinestore.com also and obviously I, I do prefer people in the los angeles area but if you're outside that still send me an email and you know maybe we could uh work something out on like a remote basis Alrighty, cool so today we're going to talk about different locations for e-commerce entrepreneurs so we've broken these locations down by three tiers one is bootstrap tier where kind of if you're starting out and uh, you want to keep your cost low and you want like a good value for your money in terms of where you're living, right? And you need to stretch the dollar. And the second is mid-tier, where kind of you have something established, but you want to meet more people, but you don't want to go to some crazy expensive city yet. And so last one, we have the high tier, which is basically the best cost of living you can get uh, anywhere, most modern facilities, you know, social life, things like that. So uh, each place kind of has its own pros and cons. That's what we'll kind of go over today based on the people that we know and based on our own experiences in different places too. All right, so before we start, one thing to recognize is that every city kind of has its own whisper where if you look at New York, this, what the city tells you is that, hey, you should be some corporate guy, you should be in finance, you should work in advertising. And SF, the city whisper is that, hey, you should be making a startup, you know, trying to change the world, raising money. Whereas LA is that, hey, you should be in entertainment, try to be an actor or model or whatever, right? And so each city kind of has its own whisper uh, in the sense of what it means to be an entrepreneur. So that's what we're going to go over today and kind of the messages we've gotten from people that have lived in different cities. All right, so for the bootstrap tier, we have five places, uh, Medellin, Colombia, Saigon, Vietnam, Chiang Mai, Thailand, Davao, Philippines, and Prague in the Czech Republic. So uh, Medellin, Travis, you've been here, right? What's the deal there? 
Yeah, I lived there for three months. It's a really cool city. There's a good social life and a lot of internet marketers there. I didn't find a ton of e-commerce people. But a funny thing is right as I was leaving, I think the, the week I was leaving, I found out that there's a co-working space right near Parque Yeres, which is like the the really cool area where there's a ton of um, coffee shops and stuff like that. That's super cheap. Their motto for this co-working space was it should be cheaper than it would cost you to get a cup of coffee per day at a coffee shop. So there is definitely a big internet marketer scene there. Yeah, we had a former guest, um, Conrad. I forgot what he's doing. Uh, he's doing like PR hacking, but basically he opened a co-working space in Medellin too. So, and he's kind of like Colombian American. So a kind of growing scene there, but not probably, I mean, if you want to be in South America, that's probably where you'd want to be. Okay. Uh, there is two things that I'd want to add. And uh, one is that if you want to know Spanish and learn Spanish, which I think is probably the number one language in the United States to know as a second language, I highly recommend it. And then two, there are beautiful women there. It's like the capital of beautiful women. All right, cool. So number two, uh, we'll move to Saigon, which is where I am. So this place is kind of like a Wild West city in the sense that if you get pulled over by a cop, you don't really do anything wrong, but you just bribe him and then you do whatever. And if you go to a hospital, you need to go to do things faster. You just bribe people and it's kind of a bustling city, but it's not for everyone because uh, there's a little bit of pollution here. And if, you, if you're kind of like an outdoors person, you know, this isn't the place for you because the beach is like an hour away. There's really no mountains here. And if you want to go to a nice place, you got to take a flight. Whereas kind of somewhere in like Bali or somewhere else where there's more diversity, it makes more sense. Even like LA, San Diego, you have all these different mountains, beaches and like trails to access, right? But I think the biggest part about here is that you have probably 50 to like 100 people on the ground kind of doing this internet thing. A lot of bloggers, designers, coders, uh, internet guys, e-commerce guys. So it's a very broad mix of people, but um, there's no one focus. So I think if you want like a big shotgun approach to meeting people, this is a good place. Would you call it kind of like a New York? No, not quite. It's more like a Hong Kong in the 1980s, kind of that feeling. Like it's kind of like they're building their first subway here. Uh, a lot of people in and out. Like the whole city, I think half of the city is like under 30. So a lot of people are really young. Because I think a lot of the people, they basically... Um, escaped during the war or you know there's just that kind of a lost generation from the war so a lot of young people now that are in this city and a lot of them are seeing people like Steve Jobs or they realize they can like hustle to make money so we have some people we know that are like waitresses but they have a side business selling yogurt or something like that and then their bosses are cool with them pitching like a customer in the restaurant about their side business that is cool Alrighty then, uh, I guess Chiang Mai is the next one so Chiang Mai I spent like two weeks here last year so Chiang Mai it's kind of like a place where if you're into mountain stuff, like outdoor hiking, you want a calm city, small town feel, you do yoga, that's a good place for Chiang Mai. And by default, Chiang Mai, you get a lot of travel bloggers, internet marketers, uh, kind of a lot of dropshippers just because uh, the guests we had, Johnny and Anton, go there a lot. Well, Anton's here in Saigon now, but he was based in Chiang Mai uh, for a long time. No, I, I'm excited to go there, but I've heard that it's, it's kind of like a like a beginner's city. Like you don't get a lot of really high up there people compared to some of the other cities where you get more experienced people. It sounds like it's a place you go to start. And then once you get more experienced, you move on. I don't know if I'm correct in that. Yeah. In some ways, because Chiang Mai, you can live there for say 600 bucks a month. If you're bootstrapping really, really low, like you can rent a room for like a hundred bucks, but it's going to be like a dormitory style and your electricity will be like five bucks. Right. And you eat like a dollar street food every day essentially and you just don't do anything but i think at some point you know not like the people that live in chiang mai like it because of the nature stuff 
most of it, and the pace is a lot calmer than say a place like Saigon, Bangkok, or even like Hong Kong. It's just much more chill outdoors, and kind of the the city whispers that hey, you know, you have enough here, just be content and enjoy life, basically. And Chiang Mai does have like I think a co-working space called Pun Space, where everyone tends to go to. But um, in terms of like workspaces, I think most people still do cafes slash a mix of co-working essentially. Gotcha. Already then. So next one we're going to move on to is Davao in the Philippines. So Davao was a place where our friends at Empire Flippers were based on uh, for a couple of years, and th- there are people going in and out of that place. And in terms of like if you look at Southeast Asia, uh, you don't speak any of the languages. Uh, Philippines is actually a very ideal place because a it's very Americanized and everyone speaks English there. So if you want a place that's quick to integrate in, you know, Philippines is a good place. And Manila. It's kind of the capital, but it, it gets kind of messy. There are certain places you want to stay out of. I believe there's an area called the Fort, where basically all the Western people stay, and there's like huge shopping malls. But it gets kind of too Americanized there. So uh, Davao is kind of where I know people in the Philippines are gathered around. Um, so if you're looking to have access to a beach in an English-speaking place, uh, Philippines is a good place to go. And I, I guess if you want to get cheap labor, that's probably a good place to go too. I mean, I know all my virtual assistants are from the Philippines, so it'd probably be really cool to hire somebody and like actually have an assistant that comes to your house every day. Yeah, we have some people who do retreats in Davao once in a while. Like they'll rent out a house and then they'll fly all their VAs in and just do like a week of work or a weekend of work. And then there's one or two guys in the DC now that are actually based in Davao, like kind of just hiring VAs as like an agency where like they're vetting, doing all the interviews and things like that. And then they kind of resell them to other people that need VAs. Yeah. All right, cool. So next one we have is Prague. So if, you, if you're in Europe and you want to meet other entrepreneurs, I think Prague is a good place to go because in the DC, we have about six to 10 people there. Uh, most of them are doing coder, coder stuff, but in terms of like an access point, uh, Prague is kind of in the middle and it's still quite budget friendly, whereas like, if you were to bootstrap in London, it might be a little bit more difficult. Uh, so Prague is a place, I think our friend Simon Payne from Lead Pages is there. And uh, it's kind of a good city to kind of hop around different places on the weekend too. And uh, I think the city's developing pretty big too. You can find good developers there if you needed to. Yeah, I've heard really good things about Prague. And how so the social scene's pretty good there as well? Yeah, the only thing that sucks about Europe is that the winters are really bad. Like it gets really cold there. And then you got to get winter gear. So if you're just looking to like bounce around with like beach clothing and you go to Prague, you're going to need to buy jackets and like gloves and everything uh, to say that they're in the winter too. So, uh, but that kind of moves us into the next tier, right? Because uh, in the mid tier section where you can kind of afford to travel a bit here and there, what a lot of people do is they go to say Prague or Berlin during the summer and then they go to Asia during the winters uh, slash spring because then you can just stay within the same kind of clothing style without having to carry like a hoodie, jacket, gloves, uh, boots, or things like that, trench coats. All right, so in, in the mid-tier, let's go with Austin first. So Austin was actually a place we considered kind of moving to also. So uh, what's your take on Austin? Austin's a cool city. It's a young city. There's It seems like there's always something going on there. I did a lot of research and I spent a week in there as well, but it's definitely a young city because it's kind of close to a college and at the same time, there's always music festivals. There's always stuff like that. Plus, as you have in the notes, it's a great for e-commerce. There's a lot of e-commerce people out there. Uh, it looks like big commerce and ship stations also uh, located out of there. Yeah, and I know um, Andrew Udarian did this conference last year, his e-commerce fuel conference at in, in Austin. And then Ezra Firestone 
also does like a mastermind there with his SEO guys, I think, every couple quarters too. So I think also as a city, like we have a couple of DCers there too, like Ben from Natural Stacks is there, uh, Damien from Lynchpin, like a couple of guys that are living there. The only thing that kind of sucks is traffic's getting bad now because it's getting more popular as a place to live in. And so what you have is you have, everything's kind of spread out too because it's Texas, right? So you kind of need a car to get around and then you deal with highway traffic. And if you're coming from a place like Europe, or Asia, where you're used to walking around, you know, taking the subway and kind of be a little bit annoying too. But I think also, if you're going to events on the East Coast or West Coast, Texas is in the middle, right? So in terms of like flying around the U.S., like it's a good place to start because you don't have to fly four hours back and forth uh, from California to New York and all that stuff. That's true. But on the flip side, if you're in New York or L.A., it seems like most of the conferences happen either in L.A. or New York. So. I know, I, I just signed up for like three conferences that are all in LA. Alrighty, so uh, Austin, that's Austin. Now let's move on to Bangkok. So Bangkok kind of the city in Southeast Asia where it's kind of like the mid-tier in the sense that you're not living in Hong Kong or Tokyo where it's, you know, first-rate city, but Bangkok kind of up there, up and rising, at least within Southeast Asia, uh, excluding Singapore. It's kind of like the next level uh, below. So Bangkok's good because it's a very international city. It's growing really fast. There's a subway. Um, you have a lot of getting more and more international good food things like that but the only thing that i don't like about it is that the traffic's really bad and last time i went to the airport it took me like an hour just something that should have took 30 minutes and so what happens is um as you go to bangkok there's also like a foreigner thing there's a farang thing uh, when you go there you'll recognize and because they're i guess thai people are really proud that they've never been conquered by a western power and things like that and so uh, it's a good city kind of like because you got a lot of people that do startups there too i think now I see this guy, Dave McClure from 500 Startups. He goes there a lot. And a kind of a growing scene there too. They have a lot of co-working spaces there. There's one called The Hive. That's really beautiful. I think there's Hubba. That's another big one too. So uh, kind of a growing hub for Southeast Asia. The other thing that kind of good and bad is the heat and humidity. So during the summers, it can get up to like 39 Celsius, which is like 110 in in pure heat and what happens is when you go to the subway there's no air conditioning in the subway so you're basically standing outside waiting for the subway and then when you get on everyone's sweaty and it's kind of annoying but it's kind of a minor thing that comes with the place it's still way cheaper than an austin or berlin though right uh it's in the sense that it's been rising it's been rising in the past few years and i think it's getting hard to live off a thousand bucks in bangkok now unless you live outside the city but if you're staying like in the city center where everything kind of is I think more like 1500 is kind of like the way to go. I went there a couple of years ago and it, it seemed like I could get, you know, a meal for like a dollar 50 on the side of the street, which I was pretty happy with, but I don't know. I guess I haven't been there in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. You still can, you still can, but rent's been going up a lot and this, the city has more people. So everything is kind of rising with the growth of the city. So like even just two years ago when I went, it was so different. Like this traffic wasn't as bad two years ago. Oh, really? Oh, I'm scared to see what's going to happen. Exactly. All right, cool. So let's move on to Berlin, Germany. So a lot of DCers that I know go to Berlin during the summer just because, A, uh, it's nice weather. It's obviously, there's no uh, winter. I mean, you avoid the winter because, you know, it's a nice place to go to. And also, there's a good kind of startup scene. Uh, I know a lot of European startups are based in Berlin. I think Rocket Internet guys are based there. And it's kind of like an artist slash hipster scene. 
uh, for one to get into also. And it's a good escape where if you're in North America, Asia all the time, and you just want to go to Europe for a bit, Berlin's a good place to go. You have a lot of startup guys there, and it's a kind of pretty good community. I was actually planning on living there for like the summer at one point, but then I decided, no, I kind of want to stick to one city. And that's actually, that'd be my big uh, anti-Berlin thing is, it sounds like an awesome city. I just don't want to have to move during the winter or deal with Germany's crappy winter. Yeah, and last summer, I think there were probably like 30 to 40 DCers living there that I know of, and basically they were just all hanging out uh, over the weekend, things like that, going to like concerts outdoor things uh kind of that sort that sounds really cool all right maybe i'll have to make some time to go check it out yeah exactly all right so uh last one in our mid-tier is bali so i spent a month in bali last year no two years ago and it's a great year-round place you know beaches are really good there's a little bit of rainy season uh if you're just looking to chill out and do some work it's a good place but the thing is bali is that when you live by the beach all day it it gets really hard to work and so it's not probably like the best productive place. I think it's a place to go to for like maybe a month at most and then just get out of there because then you're going to get sucked into this vortex of like hanging out at the beach. And there's a common saying where everything works on Bali time, which is basically like, oh, yeah, we'll just take care of that tomorrow. And kind of there's no rush to get things done. Whereas if you come to a place like Saigon, Bangkok, even like Hong Kong, there's a certain hustle you have in that feeling. And I think what Bali tells you is like, hey, you know, just come here to relax go to the spa, you know, do some yoga in Ubud, find yourself, things like that. And I think a big part of this was because of that Julia Roberts movie, uh, what was that, Eat, Pray, Love, where she's like a middle-aged woman, she got divorced, and then she goes to Bali to, like, find herself. And they actually have, like, tours made from this movie, where, oh, here she was doing this, and here's the, you know, healer she talked to or whatever, and I don't know, it's, it's just kind of commercialized, too. Is there a lot of internet, like, entrepreneur-type people there? Uh, a little bit, it... Compared to two years ago, it's a, there's a little bit more now. I think Bali, the people I know there. Yeah, so there's uh, our friend David McKeegan at, I think, Greenback Tax Services. Uh, he runs his business out of Bali with his wife and three kids. So I think Bali is a good place if you want, like, a house. You just rent a whole house with a pool and you have kids. That's, like, a, it's like the perfect place. Because if you go to Bangkok, Saigon, getting a house is a little bit more trickier. Whereas, like, Bali, it's like a boom. You have a house right on the beach, and then that's really all you have to do. You don't have to go anywhere. That's cool. I, don't, I haven't really heard that many things about it. But. Yeah, and if you want to co-work in Bali, all the places are either in Ubud or Changu, basically. And these are these Changus by the beach. Ubud is like in the middle of the mountains, kind of where the monkey forest is and kind of all the yoga people. Whoa, there's a monkey forest? You left that out? Yeah, there's a monkey forest where you can go hang out with monkeys. Basically. All right, I'm going. <laughs> but the thing is uh, you gotta be careful because sometimes they try to steal your stuff because they're kind of juvenile monkeys because they're exposed to all these tourists and you know, gotta make sure you go to the that's room. even funnier that's even better I, I want juvenile monkeys that are trying to steal things that sounds awesome yeah exactly you gotta go, you gotta go to the right forest too so that's basically Bali uh, in a nutshell for you. so cost of living I think you need like 1500 if not 2000 to live there comfortably uh, depending if, on if you get a villa or what type of living arrangement uh, you have there and how far away from kind of the touristy areas you stay to and definitely uh, you'll need a bike to get around because if you take a taxi the costs add up pretty quick and it's not just not as convenient because bali is kind of place where you kind of go down these little alleys explore things like that and you need to have a bike hmm, that's cool all right so let's move on to the high tier places so high tier we have new york los angeles san francisco singapore hong kong and sydney melbourne so new york where do we start with this one? So New York's really cool. Anything that you want to do, you can do in New York. I, I've been there a couple times and I've had a lot of friends that live there and they constantly tell me that whatever you want to do, you can find it in that city. 
And I think I like about it too is there's so many people there that it's really easy to meet people compared to other cities that are, you know, you go to other cities where there's less people, it's not quite as easy to meet. I think something about there being so many people in such a small area and there's constantly like meetup groups or, uh, you know, couch surfing events or whatever that kind of stuff where it's groups of people getting together and trying to meet other people. And I think that's a really interesting and cool thing about New York. Yeah, I remember Shopify did like a meetup there at someone's office and they had like, I think like 70 people show up. So there's definitely e-commerce people there. But I think the thing you've got to do is you got to do the grunt work to meet the right people and to kind of get plugged into that community. Whereas because it's so big that, you know, there's someone there, but you just got to find them and or you just got to make yourself to be found. The other thing about New York is I feel like there's a really cool social scene as well. I mean, obviously you can meet lots of interesting e-commerce people, but I think that whatever your scene or your group of people are, you can find people with similar interests. And that's one thing that's really attracted me, me to New York. Yeah. The only thing in New York is that if you were to bootstrap a little bit, you got to live in like outside the city, right? Like in Brooklyn or something like that. You can't live in Manhattan. There's no way you can do yeah, that. Yeah, no. I mean, if you're going to bootstrap, I probably wouldn't highly recommend New York. But I've heard of people getting like group houses in Brooklyn. And that sounds like kind of a cool idea. You know, live with six other people. But I don't know how easy it would be to find uh, six other e-commerce type people to live with. Probably have to live with some artists and stuff. All right, cool. So that's New York. Now let's move on to San Francisco. So San Francisco obviously is kind of like the startup hub, but the startup hub is for the VC angel investing type of play, where you're making like a tech startup, you're making some app, or you're making some service, right? So e-commerce, uh, certainly people there, but I'm not so sure it's the right type of environment for e-commerce guy, because we have a mastermind member, Gary, that lives there, and he doesn't really like it there, or at least he's looking for more people like him. But I think a lot of the things is because the whole startup scene there, is all like about raising money, doing this, valuations, that it kind of gets to become like a circle jerk. So if you're bootstrapping a business, uh, it's probably a good place to go, but I mean, there's probably better places, uh, I think, if you're going to find like-minded people. And it's funny because I always thought this is the place you want to be if you're like in any type of internet entrepreneur. But the more I've thought about it and the more I've talked to people, it sounds like it's good if you're trying to make the next Facebook or make a cool app or something like that. But if you're trying to do an e-commerce store, it sounds like it might not be quite as good, but it, obviously it's still San Francisco, so there's still lots of people doing it. But it sounds like it's geared more towards the app people, from what I've heard. Yeah, like Big Commerce is opening an office there too. So like, if you're like in the e-commerce software space, like you're making a plugin for Shopify, or you're building like an e-commerce platform, or you're doing like a customer service ticketing thing like Zendesk, then it makes sense to be there, right? But if you're like doing strict product stuff, you know, it may or may not be the best place. It's also super expensive. Everyone I've talked to said. I've heard it's more expensive than New York, and New York's supposed to be ridiculously expensive. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's because the city has these weird rent control or like inventory control things on like apartments there. So it's driving the costs up. And and the thing is also all these tech companies that were in the Bay Area, like Google, Facebook, uh, they they're moving staff into San Francisco. So you're getting more of these tech guys that are kind of making everything go up. And basically, from what I've heard, fifteen hundred can only get you like. A room in an apartment there yeah yeah I've, I've heard people spending insane amounts of money on studios so that's something to keep in mind yeah there was this article that went around the other day uh, a couple months ago it was like internship prices in sf and basically they would give people like three thousand a month in housing or stipends or something like that just to like cover the cost so pretty insane on how much money is kind of needed to live there now that is crazy yeah. all right so let's move on to singapore hong kong so if you're going to be in asia 
and you want high quality of living, I think Singapore, Hong Kong is kind of the best places you can go. Um, A, because they're really developed, you know, kind of like the Asian tigers. They went through all this stuff Southeast Asia is doing in the 80s, right? So now Singapore is basically like a futuristic city, almost very clean. Everything works. Um, and Hong Kong is kind of like that too. Um, ever since they kind of went back to China, their finance industry has been growing and kind of they have these big malls, apartments, things like that. But I think the count... The cause of this is that they're really expensive to live in too, uh, and kind of they're also very corporate cities. So there are some entrepreneur like startup hubs there, but I think they lean towards the startup scene VC space too. So if you're a bootstrapper, it might be hard to find people in these cities. But on the other hand, if you have like family, kids, and you want them to go to a good school, uh, you know, really Hong Kong, Singapore is kind of like the top of the tier in terms of like this part of the world. I've never been to either of these two cities, but the cool, I'm, I'm really excited because I'm planning on going in the next few weeks. So I've heard nothing but good things uh, other than the fact that they're expensive, but everything else has been really good things. Yeah, Hong Kong, this, one, this comparison probably isn't the best one, but... Hong Kong does kind of give you that New York feel. It's like a big city with a lot of people, skyscrapers, things like that. But there's a lot, lot, lot of difference. But I think it's the closest thing I can kind of describe it with in some ways. See, whereas like a big finance sector, big corporate sector, kind of like New York has the big banks, things like so that. So Singapore, does it seem like more futuristic than like American cities? Or is it on par with like American cities? So if you remember the movie Guardians of the Galaxy where they get arrested and they're in this kind of futuristic city, basically... Uh, the director said this part in Singapore was inspired by that whole scene and basically so that's kind of like the feel of Singapore if you watched that movie before that one planet they're on where it's like very futuristic that's like kind of like what Singapore feels cool, like cool I'm excited alrighty uh, last one we have Sydney and Melbourne so so one thing about Australia is that I noticed that a lot of our listeners who've been emailing us are either in Sydney or Melbourne and the e-commerce guys seem to be pretty sharp uh, down there too and one thing I noticed about the Australian market is that it seems to be very insular in the sense that if you have an e-commerce store, you really only sell to Australia. You don't really sell overseas. I know there's a couple guys that do it now, like black milk clothing, things like that. But I think the far majority of people that I've seen are just kind of domestic kind of e-commerce players. And what happened is that their, their ecosystem is actually fairly developed in the sense that, like, you know, I think the sophistication of the marketers there are quite sharp and things like that. I think we know, like, James Shremko. I have a guy that does an app there, Jake Cower, things like that. They're really sharp guys there. And what I think, like, if you're looking to get out of Australia... Uh, there's a lot of places to go to, but if you're within Australia, it seems like Sydney and Melbourne are the places to be at. I was actually in Sydney and Melbourne uh, about a year ago for New Year's and spent a couple weeks then. It is really expensive. I mean, it, it, I think it was more expensive than like a New York. But something that was interesting, I had James Schrenkel on my podcast. Um, I think it's going to be released in like a week. And he had this whole rant on how living in an expensive city is actually like a really good thing for you. Because if you're living in a city where you can get by on 600 bucks a month, you're going to price your products lower. Because I mean, when you're paying a dollar for your dinner every day to charge, you know, $30 for an ebook sounds like a lot. But if you're living in a Sydney where you're having to pay $50 to have a decent meal, paying getting $50 for an ebook sounds like oh that's nothing i can charge $100 and the other part that he said is basically that when you have you have to make for instance in a sydney $4000 a month or whatever just to survive you'll find a way to do it but if you only have to make $600 a month to survive you'll find a way to make that 600 but then after that it's easy to get lazy so i thought that was something really interesting that he had to add yeah that's that's an interesting concept because a lot of guys that start out in this path to go with the, oh, I just need to make a thousand bucks a month and I'm fine. There's like the anti-money thing too. 
But then on the other side is that, well, you don't want to do this forever because then you'll just be that, you know, 40-year-old sex fan in the Philippines dating an 18-year-old girl, right? Yeah, exactly. I think there's a certain point where you want to be saving a little bit of money. It's great to be living off a thousand dollars. I mean, my goal is, you know, in my thirties to forties, being able to not have to work, not have to work. I mean, I'd still plan on working, but have enough where it's like, Hey, if I wanted to retire today, I could. And I don't think if you're, if you're just making enough to get by and you're already kind of in that retirement, retirement mode, it's kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to get in that head space yeah like i think the key is bootstrapping shouldn't be the end game yeah plus i i also have to say and i think we kind of mentioned this earlier my experience is you want to meet the the really influential people the people that really know what they're doing chances are you're more likely to meet them in a los angeles a san francisco you know a sydney the networking is a lot better in a, a tier a high tier city so uh the last one los angeles saving the best for last because yeah los angeles is a really cool city i obviously the weather is a big driving factor for a lot of people coming out there. I think a lot of people, if you're living in like a Chicago or a New York and you're having six months out of the year be uh, freezing cold, then it's worth coming down to checking out. You're doing yourself a disservice. But the other thing about Los Angeles is there is a good amount of uh, e-commerce people that I've met already. I mean, we held our first event here and there was 13 people that came and I didn't really do any marketing for the event or anything like that. 13 people came. We just all had a nice lunch. It's also um, a fashion center and a port city. And if you're trying to get manufacturing done, I found that there's a lot of different like clothing manufacturers. And I'm sure there's also other types of manufacturing going on around here as well. There's a good meetup group there too. We saw kind of through meetup.com. They had like 400 people just in like the Silicon Beach meetup, which is what they call Santa Monica uh, I think Dollar Shave Club is based there. Uh, Nasty Gal, kind of like a fashion brand, is based there too. Yeah, and I mean, I will say one of the disadvantages from what I can tell with Los Angeles, and uh, it sounds like there is one or two meetup groups, but it seems like it's one of those cities that you kind of need to step up and be a leader as opposed to, I feel like New York already has its leaders. You just can kind of join a group. I feel like in Los Angeles, people are looking for someone to do the organizing of the events. But the good thing, if you're listening to this, is I'm happy to do that. So definitely send me an email if you're interested in joining the e-commerce house. And once again, it's Travis at buildmyonlinestore.com. And even if you think, oh, you know, I can't really afford to come out to LA, I am looking to hire an assistant. So if you already have an e-commerce store and you're uh, looking to make a little extra side cash, I'd love to teach you some of the things that I know. And at the same time, have you take care of some of my assistant work? Yeah, it's a good place to get kind of like some mentorship in a relevant skill set. Because I think if you do like a part-time thing, you can, I don't know, drive for Uber. But what is that going to really help you with, I guess? Unless you like advertise jewelry in Uber, which is another story. <laughs> yeah, and it's also different. Like if you were to try to do an internship for an e-commerce company, you're not going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a decent amount about a very specialized thing. But uh, I'm looking to hopefully hire somebody that wants to learn just everything. And that way I can have them do all, anything that I'm interested in, take over some of the day-to-day uh, -day work that I'm doing that I'm getting bogged down with. And of course, if you have questions, you know, I'm here to answer all those questions. So I think it's the kind of opportunity that I would have loved, you know, a couple of years ago. Awesome. Very cool. Well, that's it. Uh, the locations for e-commerce entrepreneurs. Just to recap again, if you're in the bootstrap tier, uh, Medellin, Colombia, Saigon, Vietnam, Chiang Mai, Thailand, Davao, Philippines, Prague, Czech Republic, mid-tier, Austin, Texas, Bangkok, Thailand, Berlin, Germany, Bali, Indonesia, and in the high-tier, uh, New York, USA, Los Angeles, USA, San Francisco, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, or Sydney and Melbourne. A lot of cities. Cool. So that's it. 
a lot of cities uh hopefully if you guys are going to move to any of them do let us know too and we'll probably do meetups in some of those newer cities too eventually down the line so shoot us an email uh, terry at buildmyonlinestore.com or travis at buildmyonlinestore.com and we'll catch you guys next week nice chat Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. If you got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like a cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.